Hey, don't worry. NVIDIA's still here to screw you over on their GPUs. Hey, look, Intel actually fixed one of the biggest problems with their graphics cards, and somebody's looking to fix one of the biggest problems with AMD's CPUs. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet. Will you enjoy your breakfast? And as I've been saying throughout this entire week, just want everybody to know about it because a lot of people, every time I bring this up, aren't 100% sure that this was a thing for a very long time. Hot News is available as a podcast. You can get it on your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you want to find your podcast. Links will be in the video description for you to check out. And let's check out some details on the 4070 Ti, which we're expecting to be launched at CES on January 3rd with the sale date of January 5th. And we're finding out a lot of details that just prove NVIDIA really just doesn't care about the consumer, didn't learn any lessons from them unlaunching the 4080 12 gig, and really, honestly, probably just did this to make it so that AMD couldn't say that their GPU beat a 4080. Instead, it only beats a 4070 Ti. So what we found out specifically is that because of a colorful GPU listing, that the specs on the 4070 Ti are officially the same thing as the 4080 12 gig that no longer exists, down to the amount of CUDA cores, the die size, as well as the RAM and the clock speeds. The 4070 Ti is the 4080 12 gig. This was expected. A lot of people thought NVIDIA was going to do this, that they weren't gonna change the 4080 12 gig, and really it was just gonna be a renaming. But I think one of the things that I was hoping in my heart was that NVIDIA was going to realize, hey, especially with the launch of the 4080, 16 gig not going so well, sitting on retailer shelves, people not really wanting to buy it, scalpers not even getting a good price on it, AMD releasing some beefy cards, that uh, maybe the price point is the problem, not the name. Calling it a 4080 12 gig, and if you had sold it for 500 bucks, people would have been ecstatic. But of course, NVIDIA is not going to do that because the reports that are coming out now is that the 4070 Ti is gonna cost $899, which, in case you don't remember, was the exact MSRP of the 4080 12 gig. Nothing has changed. NVIDIA is not learning any lessons. They're just going to try to subject your wallet to more torture. And especially with all of the benchmarks that were coming out of the 7900 XTX, it really just baffles the mind how NVIDIA thinks this is going to go over well. The 7900 XTX looks like it goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with the 4080 and probably beats it in a lot of scenarios. The XT is a few percentage points short of that. The 4070 Ti is 30% slower than the 4080. It's not anywhere in the same ballpark. Yes, this might be a better price to performance if you're only looking at NVIDIA's offerings, but if you compare it to the AMD chips, which we don't have third-party benchmarks for, so take this all with a grain of salt. Maybe it could potentially change, especially if AMD's drivers are bad. But based on what each company is saying about these cards, because NVIDIA has already put out the benchmarks for the 4070 Ti, this thing's gonna get stopped by the 7900 XT, which will be at the exact same price point. It really just baffles the mind that NVIDIA believes that their RTX functionality in DLSS 3 is worth so much to actually charge that amount. But then on top of that, we have the 4080 being four to $500 more than what NVIDIA used to charge for an 80 class card. This 4070 Ti is still going to be three to $400 more than what a 70 Ti class card should cost. NVIDIA really 
is just not learning a lesson. They're sticking with to their guns of the fact that you have to pay more as a consumer. And despite the fact that number one, Intel has come out and said that they believe Moore's law is real. Number two, AMD has come out and said, hey, we're using chiplets because we saw this coming and we realized the way to keep things affordable is to break them up and to not use monolithic dies. Regardless of that, Nvidia wants to stay on this train of, hey, you need to pay more for less, okay? We're not even gonna try to keep price parity. We're not even gonna try to convince you that this is a value move. We're just gonna say, shut up and buy these damn graphics cards, which honestly, the the impressive thing that has happened is that consumers have rejected the RTX 4080. They have decided not to buy them. They are sitting on shelves. I really, really think that this could be a pivotal point where Nvidia starts learning some hardware lessons that apply to their wallet and consumers just simply have to do the same thing here. The 4070 Ti, regardless of what AMD is offering, regardless of what Intel is offering, is a bad value because Nvidia decided that they're gonna charge three to $400 more for the same class of card. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what the naming scheme is. Nvidia is simply trying to extract more cash and this goes well beyond inflation. This is them simply trying to make up for the fact that they have lost mining revenue. So they need to make higher margins on each of the graphics cards they sold. They got addicted to the high price points that you could get when selling to miners and just gamers should not abide by this. That's my opinion on this. Obviously, one of the things to note, especially being brought up in these articles, is that while NVIDIA is considering bringing these cards out at $899, one of the reasons EVGA left was because Jensen can make the decision a couple hours before, you know what? Nah, we're going to charge less for that. It's going to be $699 now, which would still be an offensive price point, but not as horrendous. So it could be that all of this is not necessarily correct because there's going to be last minute changes and Jensen gets to announce whatever he wants and AIB partners have to suck it up and deal with it. EVGA left them because of their difficult relationship to work with. I really hope that gamers don't have to leave Nvidia, but at least, at least prove that you're not gullible. At least prove that, hey, I'm gonna buy what's best for me. If you need the CUDA acceleration, I will pass no judgment on you for buying a 4070 Ti or 4080. But if you're simply doing it because you want the best bang for buck for gaming, then honestly, it, it's, it's a problem, in my eyes at least. Nvidia's lost all goodwill that I would give to them. It really does just look like they're trying to take advantage and they haven't weaned off the mining graphics card prices. But let me know what you think of all this down below in the comments. But the scrappy young third-party company who needs to show that they're worthwhile for you to buy their GPUs, Intel actually releasing some pretty impressive details coming out on how they're improving their drivers for DX9. This is actually one of the biggest issues that happened with Intel's GPUs. They are bad at all old games because they don't support DirectX 9 and have to do it through an emulation layer. And that requires per game optimizations. Well, the latest driver that Intel is coming out with actually brings those enhancements to a whole host of games up to 1.8 times faster in specific DX9 games with the most prominent that Intel has been showing is CSGO. You can see it's 1.79 at 1080p and 1.77 at 1440p with improvements being made in several 
other games as well. But one of the big things they're talking about is how it's actually better when it comes to frame times. The 99th percentile or how much stutter is actually going to be in the game has been improved by 2.3 times, especially in games like CSGO. So a lot of the issues that we were seeing early on with the Intel Arc Alchemist GPUs being resolved in driver updates. This is what Intel said they were going to do. It's good to see that it is happening. Obviously, we would want this to roll out into several more games. We'd want to see more support happening as time goes on, but this is a good start. Intel's doing the right thing. They priced their cards appropriately. They were honest about their defects and their flaws. And honestly, I just, I want more of that. And you probably want more of crypto stonks. So let's dive right on into it. Bitcoin's down 1% to be at 16. 825 ethereum's down 2.1 percent to be at 1227 and dogecoin's down 420% to be at 9.5 cents and i'm gonna pun segue on over to reese for ufd deals hey welcome back to ufd deals bringing the hottest tech deals out on the internet you guys can probably hear I feel, i'm feeling a little sick today so we'll we'll see how this goes first up we have the team group mp33 m.2 nvme ssds the 512 gig variant is going for 31 dollars 49 which is 28 dollars 50 or 47 percent off next up we have this dope dual monitor stand with support for two 13 to 27 inch monitors you can pick up the matte black version for 20 dollars 99 which is 47 percent off and the perfect thing to throw on that is the samsung s 70A. A 27-inch 4K IPS panel with HDR10 supports currently going for $239.90, which is $110 or 31% off. What makes me mad is like this not on special is the current best price that I could get for my monitor here in South Africa, which is considered the cheapest like entry-level 4K monitor here. So just makes me a wee bit mad. And like always, you guys can find the links to these and more in the video description. And until next time, I'll see you tomorrow. Anna, goodbye. Just leave. Pun segue back to me. Thank you so much, Reese. Let's talk about a new feature that Epic Games is rolling out to keep kids safe online. They're introducing cabined mode, which allows for actual protection of minors or people under the age of 13 on their platform, specifically for games like Fall Guys, Rocket League, and Fortnite. So the cabined account requires a parental account process to actually get all of this passed. It is opt-in. You have to make sure that you're consenting to it, but it prevents things like communicating with other people via voice chat or text chat online, purchasing items, downloading games that are not owned by Epic and a whole bunch of other things, mainly to protect the younger account user who might not necessarily know any better. Just having this option, I believe is a good thing. Epic Games still developing as a games launcher. People dislike it for a whole host of reasons, but this is a move that I can stand behind. And the move that a lot of people did not stand behind was the San Francisco approval of robo dogs that potentially could use lethal force in specific instances. And in an unlikely turn of events, the board of supervisors in that city decided that, hey, Maybe we shouldn't have lethal robot dogs, and they voted in favor of repealing that and banning the robo dogs being able to use lethal force. Specifically, the police department needed to know how they could use the force on these robot dogs, especially when it came to explosives and whether they could contact, incapacitate, or disorient violent, armed, and dangerous suspects. It's being repealed because, especially since there was a major outcry across the internet that this was probably not a great idea. There's entire genres of media dedicated to this very thing once you automate the violence against people and you remove the human element it becomes way easier to do but it should be noted that this is just a temporary ban on this and they could potentially vote on policy again in the future if they decide that hey yeah maybe that robot should uh should intervene we just keep moving closer to black mirror every single day and it's just it's strange and 
to, to segue into a completely different topic, Fractal is moving closer and closer to be one of my favorite case manufacturers. They announced the new North case, which takes a whole lot of cool elements, including real wood, some really nice aesthetic design. This is a departure from what we're seeing with a lot of other case manufacturers going with RGB and plastic. I think that this is one of the best looking cases that's been released, but Fractal's kind of been on a tear this year when it comes to well-designed cases. They recently announced the Ridge, which I think is a great home theater PC, especially with that fabric front. It's currently back ordered on Newegg. I'm waiting for it to open up so that I can actually grab one of these for my home theater setup. And then they've even launched the Pop Airs, which are just vibrant and have a ton of personality. And the Torrent was well reviewed for being a great airflow case for you to build in. I don't know if Fractal changed something internally. They hired a new head of design, but they honestly are crushing it in the case department. I'm excited for it. But Apple also kind of crushing it in the encryption department. Apple announced several new measures for end-to-end -end encryption when it comes to iCloud services called Advanced Data Protection, which is going to be an opt-in feature for you that brings end-to-end -end encryption to new categories of data in iCloud. It used to be available for 14 different ones, but it's been expanded to things like device backups, iCloud drive notes, photos, reminders, etc. And it's so that they can keep your data secure. And again, it will be opt-in only. And because Apple's not going to hold the key to any of this, if you lose your access to the certified device, then you're not going to be able to access your data anymore. So they walk you through how you can have a recovery contact or a recovery key to make sure that you're safe in the event of you losing the device. Also, they announced security key support for Apple two-factor. So now third-party security keys can be used when it comes to securing Apple ID and iCloud accounts. You see these all over. Something like a YubiKey can now be used with Apple as well as them rolling out iMessage contact key verification. So Apple taking a lot of security feature updates seriously, rolling them out, bringing more end-to-end -end encryption seems to be for the benefit of a lot of users. And Corsair wants to benefit your eyeballs with their bendy display. They kind of showed this off earlier this year, but now we have a release date and a price point comes out in a week, December 15th, and it's going to cost $19.99, which is just too much money for my blood, but it's a 45-inch bendable gaming monitor. I guess if you need it, two grand's a lot of money. I, I'm, somebody's got to buy it. I might buy it. I don't, probably not. I can't. I can't convince my, I might, maybe to like do a video on, no. I'm not gonna talk myself into it. It's a WOLED panel, 1440p, 240 hertz, thousand nits peak brightness, HDR, all of the good stuff. It looks cool. It's a gimmick, just like a whole lot of expensive stuff. But one of the things that people want to protect when it comes to their expensive stuff is their Ryzen 7000 chips. One of the things that a lot of people complained about with the design of the Ryzen 7000 CPUs is that they have all of these little ridges for you to squish thermal paste into or potentially to do something to these edges of the CPUs that could potentially cause harm or at least cause some ugliness. And now Aqua Computers is going to be offering a ceiling frame for you to put around the AM5 chip to protect those little contacts to make sure everything is sealed off in case you want to do things like liquid nitrogen cooling. You want to make sure no condensation gets on there, but also in case you want a clean application of thermal paste, this will help with that. It's only going to be available in the EU right now for 6.9 euro. So it's not necessarily clear if it's going to roll out to the US at some point, but I would love to see it. Would you love to see it? Let me know down below in the comments and I'm going to go because hot news is over. I went on a whole NVIDIA brand. It's see you tomorrow.